0: From WCBU, Peoria Public Radio, this is Out and About. I'm Dr. Mae Gilliland-Wright with Arts Partners of Central Illinois, and today we are talking about Peoria Players' production of Jekyll and Hyde the Musical with assistant director Jake Van Horn. With performances taking place through October 15th, you still have time to grab tickets. Jake, welcome to Out and About.
1: Of course, thank you for having me.
0: So Jake, many listeners will be familiar with Robert Louis Stevenson's 1886 novella, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Well, this 1990 musical is based on the book, The Plot... Differs Well, just a, a bit, doesn't it?
1: Yes, I, I would say it's probably safe to say that there is really no resemblance whatsoever. <laughs> um, the character names are the same. The formula still, of course, happens, but everything else is very, very different. The book itself is only 96 pages long and is from the point of view of the character that I play in the show, John Utterson, as he's trying to figure out what happened to his friend, Henry Jekyll, who's sort of begun to mysteriously disappear and has written a will, leaving everything to this horrible man who's causing havoc around town named Edgar Edward Hyde, and that's essentially it. that's that's the book, and it features no female characters whatsoever. And there's been a ton of analysis and theories as to why Robert Louis Stevenson wrote it that way. Why you know why is the absence of female characters so significant? I have my own opinion on what that might mean. Mm. Um, but the the musical um, really makes Henry Jekyll a, a tragic figure. In the, in the book, he takes the formula just to see what happens. Um, he really has no other no no other significant. Get motivation other than just being bored with being a high-class gentleman. Um, But in the musical, he's given a very, very distinct motivation in that his father has been committed to an asylum. And our actor, Dan Olson, who does such a brilliant job of playing Jekyll and Hyde, has chosen to interpret that in that he is also worried that the madness that took his father may be within himself Hmm. as well. And a number of the songs in the musical actually do a much better job of painting the portrait of what London was in 1886 than than the book did. Hmm. Um, During this time period, London was going through immense poverty because of the Industrial Revolution, homelessness at an all-time high. There's rampant alcoholism because the water wasn't unsafe to drink, so people were drinking gin and beer instead Mm -hmm. of water. But at the same time, Queen Victoria celebrated her 50th year on the throne, and they threw the most expensive party ever thrown, despite the fact that so many regular citizens of London are suffering and dying. And the um, the first ensemble song in the musical facade points out this hypocrisy in such a powerful way, and that, I think is very safe to say, also informs Jekyll's decision to create this formula because he thinks it can save his city as well.
0: Well, you note that in the you know, in the novella, women are not present as characters. How do women play a role in this production?
1: Well, Jekyll's journey is really defined by the um, the two women in his life. Um, so Emma Carew is his um, high society fiance, and she is very much a supporter of his work. And Ava Stovall plays Emma in our production. And I have loved working with Ava so much. She brings just such a powerful energy to the character. Other productions, even cast recordings have portrayed this character as sort of a bit of a frail ingenue type character, but uh, Ava has really brought some wonderful like, sort of feminist energy in- into this and you know choosing to to marry Jekyll, we really play at the storyline that she's broken off an engagement to another Gentleman to be with him. But then the other woman in his life is a woman named Lucy Harris, who's played by a, a newcomer to Pure Player stage, Shereen Bannigan, And he meets her while Jekyll and Utterson are out for his bachelor party. And uh, they go to a, a dance hall. And this practice was referred to as slumming back Mm. in the 1880s, where high society men went to lower class taverns to spend time with women who were not their wives or fiancées. And Jekyll is fascinated with her, but then returns to her as Edward Hyde. So it's not so much a love triangle as a as a love square and then if you throw Utterson in it's a love pentagon Um, (laughs) but that's sort of my personal choice I I choose to portray Utterson as also having romantic feelings for for Jekyll as well so it's his entire motivation and his journey is really driven by these two women who are trying to care about him in, in different ways and as he falls further and further down this this rabbit hole of just the evil that's that's inside him that becomes harder and harder to care for.
0: If you are just joining us, you're listening to Out and About on WCBU, part of the NPR network. I'm Mae Gilliland-Wright of Arts Partners of Central Illinois, and today we are talking about Pure Player's production of Jekyll and Hyde the Musical with assistant director Jake Van Horn. Well, you mentioned music, and this is a musical, and the term musical can mean different things to different people depending on what they've experienced in the past. Mm. How would you describe what they will hear in this production?
1: Well, as you noted, this play has been around for over 30 years, and there are a couple different cast recordings out there. And as both a fan of the show and as one of the directors, I made a point to listen to all of them. And this is typically more of a rock-driven mm-hmm. driven show. Some of the songs that people know from, from this show, probably This is the Moment is a big one. Someone Like You, A New Life, those are very... Very pop forward songs. Um, I believe this is the moment it was actually used in George Bush's pre- presidential inauguration as part of <laughs> oh, the <no> celebration. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I can't speak to whether Jekyll and Hyde was thrilled about that choice or not. But, <laughs> um, but, they, but, but that is the idea of it, though. that it's this very big power ballad, and then on top of it being what I would call a rock musical, you have the horror elements thrown mm-hmm. it thrown in there. And this production especially has worked very, very hard to put. The horror of the story front and center. So you've got these really pop tempos mixed with this very gothic and and somewhat ghoulish imagery at certain points of the show.
0: Well, I've heard nothing but rave reviews from those who have seen it so far, and we have one more weekend uh, to catch it. What excites you the most about this particular production that that you're presenting this time around?
1: Well, I mentioned it earlier, but we, we really strove to make this feel like a horror show, so um, we had a couple people um, email players asking about you know the age appropriateness, is a appropriateness of of the show, and that's always a hard question to answer. But I went back and said, treat it like a PG-13 movie. Mm. If you would take your child to PG-13 movie, that you can take them here. But especially since it's Halloween time as well, we have tried to really play up the horror aspect of it. So think of it also as just a great activity for this time of year.
0: Well, Jake, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today. Of course, thank you. And in the studio next week, I'll be joined by David Commande of the Heartland Festival Orchestra to talk about their upcoming concert featuring the 1925 silent film The Phantom of the Opera. I'm looking forward to that conversation and hope you'll join me right here on WCBU and WCBU.org. And while you're out and about this weekend, join the Peoria Symphony Orchestra for the first concert of their 126th season. The Viennese Gala Concert features maestro George Deluto and guest artist Robert Chin, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra's concertmaster. Also this weekend, the Central Illinois Jazz Society presents the Joe Policastro Trio. Hailed by Downbeat and the Chicago Reader for their choice repertoire and diversity of approaches, the trio draws upon a wide array of musical styles and sources. For more information on these and all other arts events, visit artspartners.net. You've been listening to Out and About, a production of WCBU and Arts Partners of Central Illinois. Our producer is Jody Holtz. Each week, we connect you to the arts community by talking with local arts leaders, artists, and performers. If you missed part of the conversation, you can catch the full interview at wcbu.org or subscribe to our podcast. I'm Dr. Mae Gilliland-Wright, and this is Out and About. Support for arts and culture programming on WCBU comes from PNC Financial Services. We're focusing on giving back as part of an ongoing commitment to the community PNC serves.